0: This is the EWN Podcast Network. Do you know how often identity theft occurs? Every two seconds, affecting even children. The great news is that you and your loved ones don't have to become the next victim. In the Cyber Mindful with Sandra podcast, we'll explore together simple practices that increase the cyber safety of you, your family, and your business. I'm your host Sandra Esto, and I believe the key to protecting yourself from hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters is rooted in being fully present, both online and offline. This podcast is a conversation among friends. I'm delighted that you are choosing to take charge of your cyber safety. Because you deserve to have peace of mind online and protect what matters most to you. So let's do this together. What if I told you a life of passion and purpose is you for the taking? How about that? Well, how about this one? That we hold the power to ignite our dreams and share our one-of-a-kind gift. You know how I can give you an answer to all those questions? My amazing guest today, Maya Camerota. She knows, and she knows how to uncover the joy within. So Maya is a transformational teacher and coach. She's an intuitive guide, speaker, and international bestseller, number one bestseller, an author, of course. So she's been sharing the stage with Tony Robbins, Dean Graziano, Mary Morrissey, among many others. She's been featuring so many media outlets. I will be here a long time sharing, saying them. So she is being known everywhere. So if you don't know Maya, well, now you are going to meet her and you will love her like I do. Now, Maya is currently the host of the Edge Mastermind with Brendan Burchard and is featured as a faculty in Mastermind latest, latest digital products, Launchpad. Now, there are so many things I could say about Maya, and I think we will be here reading a long, long, long book, but I know you're here to listen to the wisdom and to to the knowledge that this podcast brings you. So today I'm super, super excited that Cyber Mindful brings Maya and I to have an inspiring and different conversation about how you can find your calling, living authentically, and of course, considering all the digital noise that is out there. So I'm thrilled to say, Maya, welcome.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Sandra. It's it's an honor to be here with you and all of your guests. Absolutely. Thank you, Maya.
0: Now, I always start with, tell me your story. <laughs> what, <laughs> what is Maya's story? How did she start it? How
1: did she find her purpose? Yeah, such a great question. You know, I think I have one of those stories that says, oldest time to some degree of, You know, working hard and working a lot and getting good grades and, and achieving everything I believed I was meant to achieve Mm -hmm. because of what we're told growing up, get good grades, get a good job, work really Mm -hmm. hard, do all these things. And all of a sudden I'm living this life that everybody wanted for me. And yet I wasn't happy. I had the great job. I had the great title. I had the incredible family. I had the beautiful husband. I had the Mm. child. I had the amazing house. I had the boat. I had everything. And I was incredibly unhappy. Mm. And, you know, it took, I I just remember this one day and it was a summer, a summer Sunday in August. I had probably been working every single weekend for about eight months straight. Mm. I had a three-year-old son. I heard, what's that? I can
0: totally relate to to that. And I think our listeners also can relate to that busy time and busy, 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 crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, here I am after spending weeks at months working weekends and feeling so guilty that I wasn't playing with my son. And I heard him on a Sunday playing with the nanny and I heard his sweet little three-year-old giggle. And all I wanted to do was go downstairs and play with him, Mm. but I was chained to my computer.
0: Mm. I
1: couldn't bring myself to get away. And I was even afraid that if I went downstairs and I asked to play with him, that he may not choose me anymore Mm. because I had been working so much. I just got like shivers
0: over my body when you say that, because- it is so important. sometimes we don't understand what the other you know child or person. it's how it's affecting how busy we are. And here you are just having that fear. I can't imagine Maya,
1: yeah. And so you know, i'm I'm stuck there, and I realize that I feel guilty working. I feel guilty not playing there. I wasn't winning anywhere. Like I'm not winning at work, and I'm not winning in my home with him. I'm not winning at all. And I'm just paralyzed at my computer. And I hear another email come in and I just thought I've got to get out of here. Mm -hmm. And so I run downstairs. I say, Hunter, Hunter, mommy will be right back. And he says, mommy, mommy, take me with you. And he looks at me with these big brown eyes. And I think for a moment, maybe I'll bring him with me. And then I said, no, 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 I'm not in the right space to take him with me. So I grab my husband's keys. My car was in the shop. I grab my husband's husband's keys. I jump into his truck and I and I scurry off. 20 minutes later, I'm in front of a red light. And as I'm looking at this red light, I remember thinking, how did I get here? Because I don't remember driving the last 20 minutes. Yep. Yeah. And so as I go to turn the wheel onto the on-ramp, A huge black SUV crashes right into the side of the truck, exactly where my son would have been sitting if I brought him with me. Mm. And so the car starts to spin. I I look back and see his car seat and like buckle my whole body, thankful that he wasn't with me. And still my entire, you know, my entire life starts passing me by as I see the other car, the other SUV fly through the railing, through the green sign, down the embankment just a second before oncoming traffic. And I'm begging and pleading, saying, you know, please don't let that person die. And I see my life. I see all these scenes of my life, like scenes from my marriage, scenes from holding my son, scenes from the future that I haven't yet lived. And then I hear in, like, I hear this voice and it's something,
0: Hmm.
1: it's a known, it's a sensation in every cell of my body. It felt like the voice of God. And it said, you haven't done what you came here to do yet. Hmm. And then all of a sudden my whole body fills with regret and everything's going so fast and yet it's in slow motion. Mm. And so for the first time in my entire life, I pray and I say, please, God, if, if I make it out of here alive, I will be the woman that I'm supposed to be. I don't know who she is yet and I don't know what she's supposed to do yet. But if I make it out alive, if I get another shot, then I will spend the rest of my life figuring it out. And I will spend the rest of my life making sure that everybody knows that there is someone that you are here to be. And something that you are here to do. And so 20 minutes after that, the police arrive, they come up, they, I'm, me and this other woman are embracing. Neither one of us has a scratch on us. The police look, come and they say like, we've got to get you to the ambulance. Like, how did you even get out of the car? And I can't remember because her car's totaled, my car's totaled. I don't remember how we got out of the car. I don't know how we're both Fine. Well, I do know there's only one reason why (laughs) we're fine. Yes, of course. And that was the beginning of me going on this journey of really Mm -hmm. understanding, you know, there's something that I'm here to do. I haven't quite done it yet. What is that? You know, Mm -hmm. six months after this car accident, I left my corporate career and I started following like I was numb. I was a corporate executive. I was pretty numb inside Mm -hmm. and I had this little tiny spark that. When certain things would come up, I'm like, oh, I feel a little alive right now. I feel a little tingle. I feel something. And then I'd listen to that voice or that tingle and I'd start going in that direction. It just led me to meet different people and to do different things and to start sharing the message that I'm here to share with -hmm. the world, which is there's something that you're here to do in the world and you want to go out and do it. Because if you don't, you're going to live a life of regret. I love it. I just
0: every time I hear this story, Maya, it just my heart pounds with yours at that moment, but I at the same time, the joy of you becoming who you are. and i I believe, you know, everyone has a story. We all have that reason that that way of you know, God's spirit nature you know the name is not the important it's you know that essence that 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 energy that exists and and i just love how you you share and how you shifted your life now i we have very similar awakenings like they were very intense and they require you to change in a way that it's like 180 degrees multiplied by X. Now, how did you navigate that, that change, that shift? How, how did you being numb and, and being that person that you describe being distracted, being, you know, probably living in autopilot? to become who you are today. I know there are so many things that have happened in that journey. And I would love for you to share with our listeners, our audience, you know, what are the three things that if you were, if these are the last secrets that you can share with someone before you go to the other side, what would you say that were were the, the critical or the most important components for your transformation or for you to be from where you were to who you are today and I know three things is I mean I probably are a thousand things but I just want to start with three and then we go and explore them more.
1: absolutely so you know I think it's uh, you know and some of these are are really the principles that I teach right mm-hmm. you know number one, You're born for this. There is Mm -hmm. something that you here are born to do. And that message was so clear as it came through me. And I was so like, I don't know who that is. All I know is that I'm born for something and I heard it and I felt it. And I'm now alive to be able to spend another day and I will not squander it because I came to the end of my life potentially. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I know that I had that experience so that other people don't have to come to the end of their life to be confronted with, oh my Lord, maybe I'm going to die tomorrow and I don't have another day. And then you realize I didn't become the person I'm here to become. Like, I'm not, not everybody has that experience, nor do you wish it on anyone, although I wouldn't wish them not to have it because it completely changed my life. Mm -hmm. Right. But what I hope is that that message, you know, so first and foremost, it's the, the knowing that there's someone that I'm here to be. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. something that I'm here wow. to do. And to know that in every cell of your body led mm-hmm. me to listen to this little spark, like this little something. And I would say, you know, the next the next principle that I would share is that you're a force of nature. Mm-hmm. Like every single person, every one of the audience listening, Oh, you, me, we are a force of nature coming from the forces of nature. Like nobody can explain exactly how we got here or the fact that how the universe works and the, the yeah. earth is traveling around the sun and the universe and yeah. all of those things. Like it's all a miracle. Yeah. And there's a force at work in that. And that same force is alive in us. Mm-hmm. And so if we understand that that same force that is keeping the universe Alive is the same force that is living and breathing us. Mm -hmm. Then I, what I started to recognize is like that little spark inside of me that was like, "Ooh, I feel something, Maya. I feel alive. I feel joy. I feel ignited. I feel sad. I feel angry. I feel something. I feel something." Hmm. Was something to follow, something to understand, something to take another step forward. And so, number two would be. That you're a force of nature and follow that force, follow that energy, follow that spark that ignites you. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the next is, you know, and this is another principle that I teach, but, you know, you have a dream, you have someone that you're here to be and something that you're here to do. And sometimes we don't exactly know what that big vision is, but we -hmm. know right now what we would love, you know, Mm -hmm. and at the time, When I was a corporate executive and I felt paralyzed at my desk, I knew I felt really compromised in my values doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I felt compromised as a mom. I felt compromised as a wife. I didn't feel like I was being the woman that I wanted to be anywhere Mm -hmm. in my life, nowhere. Mm -hmm. And so I created an image of like, this is the mom I want to be. This is the Mm -hmm. wife I want to be. This Mm -hmm. is the, the coach and the teacher and the executive that I would love to be. And I created this image of this woman that I realized that I was falling short of being her. Mm-hmm. And I decided just like in my prayer to God or universe or spirit or whatever people believe, but that that loving intelligence that is our creator, you know, I, I was like, I will be her. I mm-hmm. will be this woman. And so create the image of this woman or this man or this person that you're here to be. Mm-hmm and then be her now be him now so i would start to ask my uh, ask questions like how would she talk this mm-hmm. woman this wife this mom how would she talk what would she do mm-hmm. how would she play how would she how would she be a wife how would she have this interview how would she go in back? and this woman this woman was like i'm not going to be compromised anymore i'm going to walk in and i'm going to resign that's what that woman did So I walked Mm. in, I was scared and I resigned. Then I say, okay, now what would she do? She would follow that little spark in the whisper inside of her. She would go home and play with her son. She would go and create abundance while not compromising any part of herself. Mm. So I looked at, so the next principle is called be her now or be him now. And you take the image of who you would love to be Mm. and you become that person right now. I love it and I I love
0: that principle because that is actually your book is a story that is in your book and when I read that and everyone that is listening you need to get Maya's book and we will have all the details in the in the show episode in the notes of the show but I remember the impact that reading that story had on me like be her now and I was asking myself am I being that person and and you know, the, 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 the gift that you are here to give. And I'm I'm a recipient of that gift and I love it. And I, I want to share you with everyone because it really works. It really, you can become who you are supposed to become and who you will love to become, because that's the thing you got to love it. And now Maya, talk to us about, I heard you, you talk about the X factor. What, what does that mean? And how do we eat that? How do we,
1: is it, tell me, tell me more. Yeah, know. you know, I think there's a lot of people. So the X factor is like that, that it factor, right? That, that a lot of people think everybody else has like a Tony Robbins has, or an Oprah Winfrey has, like they've got that X factor. Yeah. And I remember, you know, when I, when this message came through me that you're born for this, there's someone that you're here to be, you know, and as as I started progressing through this work and through this teaching, I started to realize that everyone has that special something. Everyone has it. Yeah. I remember being in a, in a community, it was actually a very high level mastermind. And I was asked to speak because I had created incredible prosperity from my purpose and and was you know making lots of waves in this industry and you know the the head of the mastermind said will you come and speak to my mastermind members i said absolutely now every member of this mastermind had invested $25,000 plus to be there and so the way he introduced me was i want to introduce you to maya now she has an x factor not everybody has it so what she's going to share with you may not be relevant for you hmm. and i remember thinking People paid $25,000 to be told, first of all, a mistruth. Yeah. That they don't have an X factor. When the reality is that everybody has it. Yes. Everyone has it. And, And, you know, it became part of my mission to share with everyone, you have an X factor. You have this special something that nobody else has. You know, Maya has something that nobody else has. Sandra has something that nobody else has. Every single one in the audience has them. And it may not be what Tony Robbins has. And it may not be for sure it's not what Oprah has because it's your own special something. Yes. And that own special something makes you equal to a Tony Robbins or an Oprah or anybody else. There's no one that is better or less than we all have that super special something And so it's really identifying what is that super special something that you have. Yes. And, and supporting people to realize, because I think where a lot of people go wrong is they want the super special something that somebody else has.
0: Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. No,
1: find out what your super special something is because it's you and bring that out to life.
0: Yes. I, I can relate so much because I, I. it's something that you have to be intentional to find it. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Because I, I know in my experience, I remember when I started this speaking journey, I wanted to speak like this person, like that person. Like I was trying to be who I wasn't. And it was hard and it was stiff and I was like uncomfortable. Like it was not authentic. And, mm-hmm. and I, until I realized like you just said, like we are all unique, and i you have your uniqueness, nobody is equal oh no no i'm I'm sorry, nobody's um better than better, no, but no, nobody is like you, there's no copy of you out there exactly with all your experiences, with all your Gifts with all your struggles with all your your beautiful experiences and opportunities and life and etc so I till I realize that now how to the person that is listening to us what will be something that they can start recognizing how their uniqueness, how how they they can accept that truth, because you get accepted, you have to embrace it, you have to be intentional and find it and, and then develop that. So tell us more about that. And and what did you do? And how you teach that? Maya.
1: So I think first and foremost, it's like, what lights you up? Mm -hmm. What lights you up? What do you love? You know, think back to your childhood of what, what excited you? I mean, when I was so I was a corporate executive. When I think back to what I, what I loved when I was a child, like I wanted to be on Broadway. I was a singer. <laughs> I would like do these concerts in the living room for my family, like at Thanksgiving. People are not leaving until they got a concert from Maya in the living room. And so <laughs> it is likely not a surprise that I find yeah. myself on stages in front of millions of people. Yeah. Now, that's not everyone right? Some people are like, you know, Jenna Kutcher is an example as a mom. And, you know, she went into photography and then she created, and she's one of the most successful women in the world. Like she's an amazing woman. She didn't want to be front of stage for a long time. Her first podcast, she didn't show up at all. She, she was doing it with the PowerPoint and not showing her face, but that she was great at teaching, but she didn't want to be there in the public eye, and she got to do it the way she would love it. And yep. so, number one, it's like what what lights you up? What uh, makes you feel something? Right. So I talk about what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about sharing with people. I'm passionate about teaching people. I always find myself doing these things. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you do? Or what would you talk about if you were just in front of someone and It's like, you know, here's a question I ask everyone. If your life was over tomorrow, what would you want to make sure people knew? Mm -hmm. If your life was over tomorrow, and if you start there, if you start with the message that you would want to share with your loved ones, with your child, with your spouse, with like, what is the message you want to make sure? It's like, go live your best life. Yeah. Do what you're here to do. Like, you know, whatever, whatever those things are. So that's number one. You know, number two, I also look at, what makes you sad? Mm-hmm. What makes you sad? What makes you angry? What makes you upset? Like what sparks something inside of you? You know, I mentioned to you that, that X factor, you know, my work around X factor actually was birthed because I was on a mastermind with someone who told his whole entire mastermind that they didn't have one.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And I, I'm like, you can't tell me all this because it's not true. Yeah. And so when you really sit with you know like is there a cause that makes you sad is there a cause that makes you like something that makes you angry that you want to invest your time in it's yeah. looking at all the dimensions of your emotions your passion like what are you passionate about what do yeah. you love what mm-hmm. makes you sad what makes you angry and starting to explore these things about what's most important to me
0: I love it and and I'm I'm a believer that It's now with that story you just share. I mean, it was meant for you to be in that mastermind, hear that message, because it's now so easy for you to connect the dots to where you were, to where you are and um, how we guide it. You know, and I think when we're receptive to that guidance, amazing things start to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Maya, I want to switch a little bit of the gear not a lot, but a little bit. And I just want to ask you this question because we live in a in a in a world that is surrounded by technology, by social media, by distractions, by all these different things and all different. And I, I want to and I, I have a two-part question. The first one is everything that you just said, what happens when someone is looking at an image in social media that isn't the reality? Or isn't in alignment with what they see every day, and they can do anything, but compare to that perfect life that they see through a screen, and and that how 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 would you what would you say to someone that maybe has a, a teenager or, or an, a teenager girl or boy or or a kid that is going through that that it could be affected by these. I don't want to call it false images because they are not false, but they are in the real deal and they are in you to begin with. But, you know, the the technology and the the way that we're living our life sometimes make us feel that that's that's the standard that we have to be, that we have to be in that body or that have to be, the, the hair has to be that way or this way or have to talk like this, and I compare over and over and over to others. and that effect of social media of distractions or, you know, th- I want your perspective on it.
1: Yeah, you know, I think a couple things. One, the more real experiences that we can have with one another. and I would say, you know, if you have children that are on social media, you know, supporting them to understand that it's only 0.01% of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not everything. And then the other part is, you know, really removing yourself mm-hmm. from the things that don't feel good. And mm-hmm. so if you find yourself in a scenario where, you know, I remember I was coaching this young woman, this was years ago, and she, she was in a depression. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the strategies, I just opened the door for her to, you know, think about what are the things that make you feel this way. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, when I'm on social media, I feel pretty awful. And I said, Well, what do you want to do about that? If every time you turn on social media mm-hmm. and you feel awful, then what's what's a strategy to support you to feel better? And she was like, Maybe I stop. I said, okay, so stop. Try that for a period of time. And she did. Mm-hmm. And she was able to heal her depression. It took a couple months. She healed her depression. And then she became a voice on social media that would share the whole story hmm. that wouldn't just share the 0.01%. So now she feels comfortable being on social media and she's yeah. actually being a voice for a lot of good and sharing the ups and the downs and all of it. And so I think it's our, our, one, it's our responsibility to support others to know that it is only 1.001% of a picture. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's also our opportunity mm-hmm. to be the one, like, if, if you look at my social media, I want, and I don't, I'm not like super regular. I, I, I post when I feel called to post because I don't want to be guided by anybody's algorithm. I use it for me. When I look back on my social media, will I be proud of me? Will my children know who their mom was? Will people I serve be like, that is the woman who serves me, right? Will I be sharing a real picture? So I I talk about real stuff. Yeah. And I may not tell the whole story. You know, I went through a curriculum where I was dealing not so long ago with a lot of grief. Mm-hmm. And I just shared, you know, I did share that I was navigating some grief and I was enjoying the beautiful moments along the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so when I look at, I made a, a very conscious intention that anything i post on social media would be a love letter to myself my family and those i serve mm-hmm. so it's my love letter whatever that is and however that's received like i know that when i look at it mm-hmm. i'm proud oh. i'm not comparing myself with other people i'm mm-hmm. saying this is who maya is here to be yeah and this is what i would encourage any listener is mm-hmm. decide who you are and what's important to you and mm-hmm. how you want to show up, mm. and that's better than any algorithm, better than yeah. any false message. And at the end of the day, here's the other thing that I would share: we know if it's real or not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We know, and I and you know, I've had the privilege of coaching and advising some of the most successful people in a variety of different industries. People who are very well known. And I was just speaking and coaching somebody the other day. And, you know, he's, he's very influential and we were having a conversation and I picked up on some doubt and I illuminated it to him. And he said, you know what? I would only tell this to you, but I struggle with confidence in this area. Mm. And here's someone who was so incredibly influential. Yeah. And the message for me and for all of us is, it doesn't matter how successful you are. Yeah. You deal with fear and self-doubt and insecurities and all of these things. We, everybody does. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. And I think it's a a daily practice, which you have to, you know, it it becomes easier and easier and easier and other fears will come and then you manage that. So speaking about practices, I want to know what Maya does every day. What are your top three practices
1: that you would love to share with us today? Yeah, I love it. Um, And these, these may be, you know, I, I schedule my day, how it works for me. Mm -hmm. I have a brand new baby and I have a 12 year old son and we have a dog and my husband. And, you know, so I'm, it's having a new baby has put a curveball in my regular morning routines, but you know, number one, I laugh. Mm -hmm. The first thing I do with my family is I laugh. My son jumps in bed and we laugh. He'll remind me of some funny story, or I'll tell him some, but we laugh. And so that's our number one. Number two is we go out in nature. Mm -hmm. And so we'll go for a walk, a walk with the dog, a walk with him. We're walking and we're talking and we're spending time. We jump in the lake. We go to the lake every single day. Mm -hmm. And so spending time in nature Mm -hmm. and then spending a little bit of time in silence. And Mm -hmm. so one of the things that I love to do, and this is a brand new, a brand new, not, well, not brand new practice, but it's something that I've just started implementing over the last several months. And I'll give you four. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <so> <laughs> right before I go to bed, I light a candle mm-hmm. and the candle will burn for about 10 minutes. Okay. And as I look in that candle, I imagine my dream. And I imagine what I would love to have and create in my life. Yep. And I keep my attention on that flame mm-hmm. as the dream unfolds and then I go to bed. And so right before bed, I've already primed myself and my subconscious mind to dream my dream for the next eight hours. Mm -hmm. I love doing things that are high needle moving things and spending just a couple of minutes on the person that you would love to be. And your dream right before bed is the most effective use of your time, because yeah. you're about to go into your seven and unconscious. And I love for my seven unconscious to work on my dreams. Of course. You
0: know? I love it. I love it. And it's so interesting. Maya, I we never had a, this conversation. I do the same practice, but in the morning. Oh, That's the amazing. first thing that I do. I wake up also four thirty five 5.00 AM. And the first thing that I do, well, different. I, I start with gratitude because everyone yes. is sleeping at of the course. time. And um, but but I do the the candle and it's like as I light it and I see it I I can I can see the reflection back at me and I can see the light it's it's a it's a it's a very tangible way. Then we sometimes we talk about you know see the light and get the light inside of you. But when you light a candle and you really see that light, you can just let it be inside of you and in a more practical and tactical way. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to do it now at night too. Yeah. Do it at night. You'll I you will. Will
1: exponentially enhance Oops. your results in life, which you're I already will. exponentially amazing. Here's my last one. The last one. And this is something that I practice every day and it's so powerful. We are a new person every single day. We grow so quickly. And so, so often we bring our past into the present and our past becomes our future, but we can stop doing that by integrating who we are in this moment Mm -hmm. and realizing that who I am today is different than who I was yesterday is different than who I was 10 years ago. And so every Mm -hmm. day I have a practice of just for a couple of minutes, and it could be while I'm walking. It could be while I'm, while I'm in meditation, it could, whatever it is, it's just five minutes where I reflect and I come to who am I today? And I integrate this new woman who is sitting here on this call today, which will be different tomorrow. Cause I'll learn a new lesson tomorrow. So, wow. That's
0: so beautiful. I, I, I'm just so grateful. My, my heart is filled with joy with, with you, with your presence. And I, I love because you radiate, like, you know, sometimes you see I, I we both work with a lot of transformational teachers, and you you know that everyone has a journey, and everyone has their path. And sometimes you see someone that maybe their path it is an in, in total alignment with what the image or the person. And when you see someone like you, that whatever you are, you are the being, like the you know you are being her no matter where I see you. And that's something I admire about you so much, Maya, because it's walking the talk and and incorporate. Of course, we we use that word for role modeling and this leadership and and all different things. But when you do this in a transformational way, way, place, um, it really changes people's lives. And I know that you have changed so many, including mine, and I'm just grateful for you.
1: Oh, I'm so grateful for you too. Thank
0: you so much. Now I asked a question. Well, number one, is there a question that I did not ask you that you would love to share with our listeners? And, and we will, Definitely have all your contact information. How you can contact Maya? Where to go? I mean, all of that will be in the episode. So don't worry about if you're driving; you don't have to. You'll have all of that in the episode. So, but what what it will be something Maya that you will love to share?
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's all very simple. Mm-hmm. It's just not necessarily easy. Yeah, you know, I think it's we. There's some, I think the most important thing is for everyone who's listening, there's someone that you're here to be, Mm. and there's something that you're here to do. And first and foremost, that's all born out of love and joy. And so, what is that thing that makes you feel so much love in your heart and makes you feel so much joy? And go and do that. You know, I feel so incredibly privileged that you know, this message that I've been sharing, you're born for this, and it is now a coaching program that I have. And, you know, it's it's led me to speak on stages to millions of people. And, you know, you think about how this was all born and it was born from this car accident and and from not being who I was born to be and then choosing to be her mm-hmm. and sharing this message. And then I get to spend all this time with my family and I play with my daughter and I laugh with my son and the very things that I was so paralyzed by years ago are the very things I'm doing today. And I'm so grateful. And it's only because I dared to take the step to do the things that only I'm here to do. Yeah. Just like every person in the audience, there's something that you're here to be and do. And so go and do it and enjoy it and create the delicious life that you would love to create.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. Absolutely, go and do it. Now, I, I ask two questions to everyone that comes to our show. Number one is, what is your favorite piece of technology? And it could be software, hardware, whatever. Like, what is something that you love about technology or or what is something that you enjoy doing?
1: You know, I love, I actually, I love so much of it because mm-hmm. even though you know we talked earlier about you know the 0.001% of how people show up and that's not necessarily the whole story but yeah. i think there's a lot of people out there that are sharing the story and to be able to be that connected to be able to connect with people all over the world you know one of my best friends and a master coach in my community i met online we have, she's become one of my best friends and I have yet to meet her in person. Mm-hmm. We work together. I mean, I, I feel like we, I mean, we see each other, yeah. all the time. see each other on zoom and, and I just of had course. her coaching in my, an immersion yesterday, but to be able to find people that light up your heart, that support you through everything that wouldn't have been possible without technology to have a best friend. Yes that I've never met in person. And that's just, she lives out of the country. I live here. We both have families. So it hasn't been, but to feel so connected Mm -hmm. that we talk every day, we see each other's faces, we communicate, we share, like, that's amazing.
0: I love it. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Now, Maya, you have probably your phone nearby. And... When you think about your phone or when you have, if you can, if you grab your phone, if it's nearby, if not, just imagine it's in your hands. I want you to tell me three things you're grateful for that phone.
1: Oh, so it was right here. I'm grateful. I can do everything on this thing. Yes. Which might be a problem. (laughs) No, it's great. But I can't, I mean, I could literally, there are days that I would go say, I don't want to bring my computer and I'll be fine just with my phone, mm-hmm. to check my email, to communicate with my family, to take photos of the most beautiful things. Like I can do everything with this right mm-hmm. now. There's my son. Um, <laughs> I left, I left my, I left my cell phone unattended and he took a bajillion selfies, like ridiculous selfies and made it my wallpaper. And so I'm happy that like, I can look at it and I see his face. Mm -hmm. So, so three things that I'm grateful for about the phone. One, that I can, that I can be anywhere and I can communicate and I can do the work that I can create prosperity from this thing. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right. Number two, these aren't necessarily in order. Number two, I get to communicate with the people who are closest to me. Mm -hmm you know, I get to talk to my family and my mom and my dad and people across the country and friends. And, you know, that's, that's super powerful and super important. And then the next, I love capturing special moments. Mm. I love remembering these amazing, beautiful moments that I have with my daughter and my son, and I can capture it right here on my phone. So Beautiful. And I can look at it all the time to remind me. Oh, so, beautiful. I could go on for many, many things of what I am grateful for about the phone. <laughs> I
0: love it, and you know, we when we when we do that connection, when we do that, what I what I found is you see your phone as a different instrument, and now you protect your phone. You you know you you do things for that phone that gives you so much and 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 in my world in cybersecurity when when we make that tiny shift it just changes everything so i just encourage our listeners to also answer the same question and always have you know have that in mind now sadly we have to wrap up the episode this has been delightful maya and i am feeling inspired i am feeling grounded nourish I I'm excited to continue to to explore and to to I know my purpose but I know like you said every day you're a different person and when you are that that was something that stuck with me today in in the lesson and who am I going to be today or who am I going to be tomorrow? Is that person having the same purpose every day? And that's an amazing question. And I just want to thank you, Maya, for for that. And to our listeners, I hope this episode has sparked you to to find your gift and to just know that you're unique, that you're, like Maya just said, you, you have a purpose and you're born to do something, just go and do it. And let's continue the conversation because we're ending the episode, but we can continue the conversation in social media. We can continue the conversation with your comments, with your posts, and we're going to have Maya's social media information also so you can connect with her and, and ask questions and continue to bring in the light that you're meant to bring.
1: Beautiful. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Maya. And we'll see you in the next Cyber Mindful episode. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for you today. So if you enjoyed this episode, please tag me in social media at way 2 Protect. Again, it's way number 2 Protect. And let me know if this episode has helped you. I would love to hear from you. And if you like to know more about me, Check out my resources at my website, sandraestock.com. And remember, be intentional, be aware, and be mindful. Be I am. Be I am now.